Turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 17. Whether this is for one, a few, or many, or all, I'll leave that up to the Lord this morning. It's not, in the, it's not up to me to guess. In Jeremiah chapter 17, maybe it's a, a warning, maybe it's an encouragement, maybe it's direction. Whatever it may be, then let the Lord guide you in it this morning. And let the Lord speak to your heart, open your heart to him. In chapter 17, verse 5. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness. In a salt land and not inhabited. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord. And whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters. And that spreadeth out her roots by the river. And shall not see when heat cometh. But her leaf shall be green. And shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I the Lord search the heart. I try the reins. Even to give every man according to his ways. According to the fruit of his doings. Let's just pray. Father. May your spirit take your word and implant it upon every heart and in every mind. And Lord, may we change our minds and our hearts to come into line with your will and with your word this morning. Whether, Lord, even the very reading of your scripture is enough and need not be expounded, Lord, then that is enough. Maybe already, Lord, you have started to speak. So then, Lord, I leave it with you. And I ask you, Father, in Jesus' name, that you would help me, Lord, and guide me in the things that would be said this morning, that it would not be my words nor my voice, but would be the words and the voice of the Lord to our hearts this morning, the words and the voice of our God to us this morning as an assembly. We love you and worship you and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Notice the Lord said about, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, whose heart departeth from the Lord. Here's a question for you this morning. How's your heart before God? Now, positionally as believers, we know our heart is righteous before God. But I'm asking you, as your walk with God, walking before God, living before God, how is your heart loving the Lord this morning? How is your heart spiritually before God? How is your heart in connection with God? Have you departed from Him? You can be sitting in a seat in church, yet your heart far from Him. 
You'd be sitting mouthing the words of a song, yet your heart is far from me. For the Lord even said that in scripture, that these, this people honoreth me with their mouth, and with their lips they do praise me, but their heart is far from me. How's your heart this morning? Now notice, this is not me trying to bring condemnation. I'm asking my, myself this morning, how's your heart this morning, Ken? <coughs> In what state and in what condition is your heart? The heart will be the central, the central part of man and woman. And that central part will determine how you move on with God. It will determine your relationship with the Lord this morning. It will determine how your life progresses in God. It will determine in the depths of the things of the Spirit and where you are in Him. So here's the question. When the Word is brought forth, whether week by week or somewhere else, and God speaks to you in your private devotional reading, and you see, read something, and it speaks to you, and you know. You know in your heart. You know in your own being. You know within yourself. You know, and no one else even knows, only you and the Lord. For the Lord hath spoken, it's been a thus and thus saith the Lord unto you. And so you must step back and say, Lord, where is my heart with you? The Lord speaks to you about coming to his presence. The Lord speaks to you about not being in a place of prayer. The Lord speaks to you about not being in his house. The Lord speaks to you, but yet we decide to lay back in our comfort zone and in our rest on our laurels of bygone days and years. And the flickering flame that, 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 that was once a burning bush is content to stay that way. Has your heart departed from him? See, a man and a woman whose heart are on fire for God, you will tell it, you can hear it, you can see it, you will know it. How's your heart this morning? The Lord says there are those whose heart were departed from the Lord. And who are you trusting in in your problems this morning? Are you trusting in yourself to sort it out? Let me almost get up and have a bit of action about ourselves and try and sort problems out. But in whom are you trusting? His things overwhelming you to the point where your knees are buckling and your mind is bending and you don't know whether you're coming or going. And in whom are you trusting? In what are you trusting? And the Lord says to you this morning, the Lord says in his word, I am your trust this morning. He wants you to look to him. But here's the thing, when you listen to the word, when you look to him, and when God speaks to you, you have a responsibility to act upon the word of God and stay in the word of God. Thus many hearts depart from the Lord. Flesh overtakes, the arm of flesh fails you. And as the old hymn says, you dare not trust your own. So here is trusting the Lord this morning. When you leave this morning and say, Lord, I'm trusting in you. I'm trusting in you. No matter what's coming my way, I'm trusting in you. I have to go for a hospital appointment, but I'm trusting in you. I have to go and get reports from the doctor tomorrow, but I'm trusting in you. I don't know what way my job's going to go, but I'm trusting in you. I don't know how I'm going to raise my family, but I'm trusting in you. Lord, I'm trusting in you. You are my shield and my exceeding great reward. I am trusting in you. 
This morning, hear God's word to your heart. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own, your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Notice here in verse 6. Here is what the heart is like. Here is what the man is like, the woman is like. Here is what the assembly, the church is like. Here is what any ministry is like. When we are departed from the Lord in our heart. For he shall be like the heath in the desert. Do you know what the heath in the desert is? you know the dry twigs? And over here, as you know, we don't get a lot of sun. But this week we have had a glorious week. And even already... You can see there's a lot of uh, branches and and grass and and leaves starting to dry and to wither. Can you imagine if it was prolonged for a period of time? Can you imagine if it was prolonged for a month like that? Can you imagine when you go to somewhere like Africa or you go somewhere like Spain or even to to, to Arizona in the States or somewhere like that? Everything is barren and everything is dry. You know why? Because it's a desert wilderness and that's how the heart ends up. Here is the warning for all of us this morning. If we do not drink at the fountains of the living waters of life, we will dry up. We'll dry up. We'll wither up. We'll become barren. It will become fruitless in our workings. We'll become fruitless in our church life. We'll become fruitless in our doings. We will be fruitless in the worship and in all the ministries that we have. The word will be fruitless because we have a lack of the spirit or the anointing of the spirit of the living God in our lives. Here is what it is like. You're like the heath, the dried bramble bush. The tumbleweed if you want. The heath in the desert and shall not see when good cometh. I want to ask you something. When you're looking around you and you see people being blessed and you don't feel, sense that blessing, why is that? Is it because you're not drinking? Is it because you're not reading? You're not praying. You're not studying God's word. Is it because you're not trusting? Is it because you're now getting into the wilderness desert area where everything seems dry and brittle and barren to you? God doesn't want you to be there. Neither will he want you to stay there. God calls you this morning and he says to you, come and drink. Come and drink. He will not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness and in a salt land and not be inhibited. And not inhibited, rather. Notice what the Lord tells us this morning. If you and I are not moving on with God, when the anointing of the Spirit comes in our lives or in the Meeting like this morning, if the Lord is in our midst and you're not drinking and you're not praising and you're not pressing in and you're not worshipping and you're not moving in it and we're not trusting the Lord for greater things than that, we're not going to see the things that early Pentecostals saw. We're not going to see, we're not going to have a New Testament church as it was in the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. We're not going to see that because we're dry, we're brittle, we're ready to break and, and to fall into dust and stubble 
But if we become a people in our own private lives, come to worship together in a spiritual fashion, and we're drinking of the Holy Ghost, we have the baptism of the Spirit and many fillings. That's the old saying, one baptism, many fillings. And you're in the presence of God. Lord, anoint me with fresh oil. I've come to drink of thy spirit this morning, Lord. Then when we gather together, that anointing will be increased in the middle. For God's anointed people will be together, praising him, worshipping him. And the spirit of God will come and move and bless and refresh in the house of God. The anointing will flow like rivers of living water. The anointing will flow, if you want, like hot oil. So how are we this morning as a church? How am I? How are you? And again, let the Lord apply his word to your heart this morning. I'm not going to try and pull out examples all over the place. I want this to be a thought this morning, a short word. So let me go on. Notice verse 7. Here is the blessed man, the blessed woman. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. There's your blessing this morning, trusting and hoping in him. Notice what it says in verse 8. What are you like when you're blessed by God? See the word blessed, it gives the idea of, Oh, the blessedness and the blessednesses of God upon him. I'm blessed this morning, are you not? I'm blessed of God this morning. I'm his child. I'm washed in the blood, filled with the Spirit. I'm on my way to glory. And he's changing me every day. Things I don't like, but he does it and I yield to it. Let's drink of his Spirit. And let's walk in his ways. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters. Now notice the waters is plural. Gives the idea that there's many waters. Plenty of waters. Waters everywhere. For he shall be. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters. And that spreadeth out her roots by the river. And shall not see when heat cometh. And shall not see when heat cometh. But her leaves shall be green. And shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Look, the Lord says, see when you follow me, trust in me, put your hope in me. See when you worship me. See when you press in to my glory. See when you call upon me. See when you're reading my word, when you're serving me. See when you're faithful to me and faithful to my things and of my kingdom. He says, you're like a tree that's planted by rivers of living water whose roots go right down into the ground, whose soil is absolutely soaked and saturated by that water, bringing life, spreading out, increase in all things, and fruit for all your labors. You will see things happening in your life. You will see things happening in your home. You will see things happening in your family. You will see things happening at workplace. You will see things happening in your assembly. When you gather together, you'll see people being healed. You'll see people 
being healed of all manner of diseases. The fruit of the Spirit will be there to encourage people, to build people up, to help people, to strengthen people. But greater still, you will see salvation coming to the house of God and you'll see salvation in your own ministry, your own life and wherever you are for you will have increased bearing fruit that never runs dry. Now, where are you this morning in the desert place where the Spirit has no river? Or are you in the blessed place where the Spirit is freely flowing in your life? You might sit there this morning and say, I'm all right. The Lord says to you in your own heart, no, you're not. Or you might say, thank you, Jesus, for your spirit has been touching me, anointing me. It's not about effort. It's not about who you are. It's about just trusting him and serving him and loving him. And if your heart is saying, and you know in your heart that you are departed from the Lord and even the minutest of sense, it says, the heart is deceitful above every thing and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Nobody knows it. Put up the front. Nobody knows it. Put on your suit. If you wear a suit, that is. Nobody knows it. Put on your Sunday best. Put on your Sunday clothes. And I was going to say, comb your teeth and brush your hair, but it's the other way around, isn't it? Just brush your hair and comb. I know that. Brush your teeth and comb your hair. And nobody knows it. Live how we like and put on the front when we go to the shops and smile. And we're so polite and we're, we're, we're so proper and we're, we're high standing in society as we see ourselves or think of ourselves. But the heart, the Lord says, who can know it? He says, I, the Lord, search the heart. He says, I know it. Why is God dealing with us this morning? How is he speaking to us? Is he saying, you didn't worship me this morning? Is the Lord saying that to you this morning? You didn't worship me this morning. You didn't love me this morning. You didn't enter in this morning. Maybe the Lord's even saying, you had an opposing spirit to all that went on this morning. Think about this. What is the Lord saying? Maybe the Lord is saying, your heart is bitter. Was the Lord saying that this morning? Maybe the Lord's saying, hey... Just want to bless your heart. What is God saying to us this morning? I'm going to just read a uh, few verses and I'm going to wrap it up. I don't want to keep you along this morning. I promise that and I don't want to. Listen to Psalm 1. The first Psalm. The first Psalm. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. There's your lifestyle. Don't do it. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. Don't stand where the sinner stands. That is to partake with the sinner. Nor or sitteth in the seat of the scornful. If someone's, if someone's given off about someone else. If someone has a, a spirit about them that is off the devil. That is wanting to talk about everybody and anything to tear them down. Then do not sit with them. Notice. Walking and then standing and then sitting. 
Walking, standing, sitting. It shows the declension of the life. Now notice this. Blessed is the man that walketh not, standeth, sitteth. First two. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate then. In other words, you're reading the word of God, you're loving the word of God. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. God will prosper you. God will bless you. See, notice here he's a tree planted. It's not a wild tree. He's a planted tree. She's a planted tree. It gives the idea that they are planted. They're not just any old tree. You're, you're the planter's tree. You're the farmer's tree, the gardener's tree. You're God's tree. You're his. He plants you by the rivers of water. It means that you're chosen, you're considered his property, and you're cultivated by him. Look at verse 4. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. The idea is here they're worthless, they're dead, they're unserviceable, and they're without substance. In other words, there are people who do not want the things of God. And that's just what will happen. They are like chaff. They're dry sticks. They don't want the spirit to move. They don't want the spirit to, to come and, and bless a meeting. They're just, it's the, the bless me if you can mentality. Instead of saying, Lord, we're here to bless you. Will you bless us? Remember what we sang this morning. The reason I live is to worship you. You know why you're here this morning? And I don't mean just in Donald Clone Elam, why you're on planet Earth. You're here to worship Him. Your life should be a life of worship unto Him. Okay, for the last one, if you go with me to Ezekiel 47. I'm trying to think these as I go along, so I'll flick over, so just bear with me. Ezekiel 47, please. If I can just find now the, This is uh, speaking of Ezekiel of the waters flowing from the temple. And there's rivers to swim in which could not be passed over. And it's the depth they went down to the ankles. They went down into the loins. But the, there were waters to swim in that they didn't go out into those waters to swim in. Let your eye run down for time's sake. Read that chapter when you go home. Let your eye run down to verse 12. Sorry, verse 9, pardon me. I'm just trying to find it as well there. Verse 9, it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, I notice it has to live, it's got life in it. Everything that wants to press into the glory, everything, everyone that wants to drink, you can bring the horse to water, you can't make a drink it. The old saying is, you can bring people to a meeting, to a place, to a point where the spirit's going to move, but you can't make them enter in. They're already living. And everything that liveth, in other words, if it's dead, it's dead, he says. But if it's living, there's chance of revival. 
There's chance of restitution, chance of reconciliation. There's chance here for God to stir up your heart, for you to drink in that the tree would flourish again, that's feeling as though it's withering away. And maybe you're feeling you're withering away. There's a chance this morning for you to drink in, take the word of God and say, Lord, I'm drinking out of your spirit from here on in that I may flourish, that my branches may grow, that my fruit may be everlasting and remain. And Lord, that you would be glorified in all of my life. That we would glorify him. Notice again, verse 9, So come to pass that every, everything that liveth, which moveth, Whithersoever the rivers shall come, shall live. Shall live. In other words, when the river of God, the Holy Ghost comes, if you drink it, you shall live. There's healing in it. There's blessing in it. There's help in it. There's strength in it. There's anointing in it. Everything that you and I need is in the river of life this morning. My body's sick. Keep drinking. I have circumstances. Keep drinking. I don't know how to get through the next day. Keep on drinking of the rivers of water this morning. For everywhere the rivers of water touch, they live. I'm going to stop there. Let the Lord have his way. Let the Lord's word be in our hearts this morning. Let the Lord speak to you, challenge you, maybe comfort you, draw you, bless you. Whatever he wants to do, say, Lord, come and speak to me and my heart won't deceive me anymore. Neither will it, neither will it fall away from you for I will trust in you. Blessed be his name.